Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, outreach of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos, along with Chippy the Chipmunk. Oh, my adoring fans. Get ready for a huge dose of reality and a huge dose of common sense. You said it, brother. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I have yet another phenomenal guest sitting at the table with me. This is Erica Alverdi. Say hello, Miss Erica. Hello, everyone. It's good to, to not see you, but it's good to be able to talk to you guys today. I'm really excited. Well, you said, you know, or you almost said it's good to see you. And what's so interesting about uh, being in at a place like this, by the way, we're still here at now Generations Coffee. Used to be Butler's Coffee. You know, Butler's had the world's greatest coffee. And now Generations has the world's greatest coffee. So come on down, Palmdale, 10th Street uh, West, across the street from the Walmart. Anybody lives, lives in this area, you know where that is. Phenomenal coffee, phenomenal people. Come out, come on out and support them. Um, but uh, when you said, or you almost said, it's good to see all of you, it's, it's easy to make, I'm not even going to say a mistake, but say that because it feels like you can see them and they will feel like they can even see us because now they've been brought into our conversation. So that's actually awesome. Very cool. Yes. So Erica, um, I, I'm going to ask you about the Vine Refuge. Erica is, is the head of, uh, and you guys founded that. You founded it, yes. right? Okay, so she's going to have a chance to talk about that, of course, in just a minute. I really want to, I want you all to hear about what she does there and and, and it's been successful, what I've seen, very successful. And she also ran for Palmdale City Council, 5th District. I know, it's, it's weird. Our little Palmdale is broken up into all these districts, so she ran for 5th District. And uh, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, I'm not on the no, I'm not on the inside, so I don't know this for a fact. Again, this is my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. That was robbed. That was... You, you were robbed in that. You, you, that was stolen from you. And um, That's my opinion, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you were the only one out there doing anything. The, the, the lady that won, we spoke about her in our um, podcast with Mike Ross and uh, Carol Ross and Rich Gallego. Uh, she did nothing, and she won. Uh, that was Andrea Alarcon. And so when you run and you win an election and, you're, and nobody even knows who you are and you're not campaigning, what's that going to make everybody believe? You know, you were out there. You were doing the work. And so you're going to get there. And um, you're really going to get there. But before we get into all that stuff, the Vine Refuge. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a hard time uh, remembering the Vine Refuge, refuge and you say divine refuge i was thinking that leading up to before i pushed the record button uh, that was it's the vine refuge but it's also divine it sure is <laughs> so tell <laughs> us a little wrong. bit about the vine refuge what is it uh what's going on with you well share yeah, with everybody no i love that i get to do this today because i don't think i've talked about the vine refuge publicly in about uh, two years and so because the pandemic really you know took a toll and, and I just wasn't going live I was um, I was concentrating on, on other things during that time but 
This is um, this is a great this is great timing. So the Vine Refuge was formed in uh, June 2009. So that's 14 years ago. And um, <laughs> the part that I love uh, to talk about is how I was the most unqualified person uh, for this because I was only. Um, this is a faith-based organization, so we are we do believe in Christ, and we try our very best to do things by the kingdom of heaven. And um, I had only been saved um, maybe four months when this got called. This got brought to me. I didn't even know what foster the foster system was, but what we do, who we uh, who we focus on, is our is our single moms or parents who are losing their children to the foster care system. Those who have lost their children to the system because of, of things that uh, the family was broken, um, we try and uh, reunify them through the court system. And if they're at risk of losing them, we try to keep them uh, unified, however that looks like. So if it is a drug problem or if it's a neglect problem, we talk to the family, we mentor the family, we go through the process, the courts tell us what we need to do and we just keep them accountable. Um, and we do that and by us doing that, it keeps them accountable and, it, and the judge sees that they cared enough to get some help outside of the court system. And um, it's not an easy, an easy process, but it gets done in the last 14 years. We've, we've reunified quite a bit of families and that is because we, really focus on one family at a time. Um, the Lord had us to really pour ourselves into that one family um, and do what we need to do and it works that way. And so um, we're not like a valley oasis per se. So we're not a, a huge foundation, but we are huge in what we do. We have a lot of passion in what we do. Um, we have um, the, the great backing. We have uh, our church. I, I go to um, Greater Works Christian Church, and they've known us for a long time. Before I even went to their church, they were speaking at our events. They were if if I was in the hospital, they were there praying for me. Um, so we've always had a, an amazing connection. Again, the Vine Refuge is actually named after John 15:5. I am the vine; you are the branches, and it's those that stay connected to the vine that um, that we're able to do such work, right? Um, so the connections we have in the community are very powerful and we have um, great supporters, but since the pandemic, um, I don't know what happened to be honest, I guess that's when true hearts were revealed and we lost so much of the support of our community and it was because <coughs> of the campaigning because I, I started campaigning in 2020 for a school board position and in that time um, all of a sudden I had enemies I didn't even know about and it was all because of my belief system and why I was running and um, I was actually highlighting the injustices of, of what I saw. I worked at the Westside School uh, District for six years in the special needs department and I got to see a lot. I got to see too much, I think. And so um, that affected the Vine Refuge uh, supporters, and so we lost a lot of our support. But the ones that are still supporting us today, three days later, three years later, um, are the ones that I know are immovable, no matter what my personal life looks like. And then I campaigned again last, last year uh, for the city council position, and 
a lot of hearts were revealed at that time too and it was it was heart-wrenching and it and it did it did affect me a lot um because we are relational you know relationships yeah. affect right um uh, but thank god i have um people that support me not only my pastors but my mentor who is also my pastor um linda enos who i love very much but because i have her uh to mentor me during that time i was able to get through that uh because it was very um hard to see the amount of rejection that i received during that time and again because of that it affected the vine refuge and and it affected a lot of what we do but what it didn't not affect is the participants of the vine refuge they still got what they needed we still were able to be there for them we were still a support system for them and um and it, here we are you know 2023 um still doing what we do 14 years later uh, by the way we've never received a grant we've never borrowed money from the city we've never taken money from the city or any other place our um the lord had that put i was one of the very first things he revealed to me that it was going to be community funded yeah. and every time i have gone on a live and asked for community help they've answered and so <clears throat> That's a huge testimony, and that is the reason why I love my community, and I wanted to make sure that I was part of the solution when I saw running in 2022 for the city council position. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I knew nothing about my city other than the brokenness because that's where I worked. That's where I was in the trenches with, with these people. Um, but when I did find out about all the corruption that was happening, and I was asked, and not only was I asked, um, the only position that was open was for a district that didn't exist before, and it happened to be where I lived. I was the only one in the in the um, in the group that I was in that was interested in having a candidate that could run, and so I I ran right. And again, when I was called to the Vine Refuge, I was unqualified. And here we are, 14 years later. Um, every a lot of people were against me because I was unqualified for that position. But that was kind of the last thing that bothered me, um, because I had already done that and trusted God to do it through me. Well, I I believe the the biggest part that was bothering me is that the people that um, said they were supporting and no matter what you do and we just love you and they were no longer there and so that was a huge distraction and I say that not to glorify the enemy but just so you guys can understand that <clears throat> that um, community matters community matters and if and and if anybody is going to be there for you you're hoping it's your community right so when your community that you're trying to help turns on you it, it really it really does affect but uh, the person who did win um, now looking what it's going to be a year in November um, she hasn't won any hearts she's just um, she's just digging deeper into the corruption and what she doesn't understand is that I the person who ran against her is in her district and so her work is affecting my household and that angers me
Yeah. Because I still drive around when I was doing my campaigning and finding out where the help is needed. I'm looking around and a year later, after all the promises she gave, it looks exactly the same. And let me right. tell you why that is, because she's thinking she's doing all of this help through um, these organizations that are helping the community. Um, but it's really they're just enabling the community to stay the same. Yeah. And so when you're enabling and supporting these organizations that is helping the community stay the same, we're not going to go anywhere. Right, right. It's so weird how people yeah. don't see that. But <clears throat> um, she's an enabler and I'm not. Um, and I, even in the organization I work for, there is nothing that these women receive that they don't have to somehow sew back. And so um, that is what she doesn't understand. She's just winning the hearts of those who uh, see her as a tool. Mm. And, and they're using her and, and, and everything is backfiring on her. Why? Because the purpose of her position is to move people forward, not to keep them where they're at. And so, well, that's my two cents. Right on that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. When when Ronald Reagan ran for president against Jimmy Carter, he is many has said that he won that election based upon one question when they were in a debate, and he asked everybody, uh, "Is your life better today after four years of Jimmy Carter, or is it worse?" And at that point, with inflation and the gas crunches and all that, I remember that as a little kid, people are saying, well, it's much worse than the obvious is, then why would you vote for that again? And um, I have to uh, totally agree with you. I've, I've been seeing this. We've, we, you know, we were out there with you campaigning and doing what we could do. And, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, when I say I, I believe, now this is my opinion, I believe it was robbed from America. She should have won that because she was the only one out there campaigning. There was a few signs up from other people, but she, when I say she had signs up, but she had live, uh, what we would do this like Friday evenings, Friday nights, and mm -hmm. go down on the uh, Palmdale Boulevard and wave flags and banners and have music, and there was food trucks and, and people out there waving to the people driving by with yeah. her signs and everything. She was the only one getting her name out there in an actual come by, shake my hand kind of way. The only one. And she lost to that? Come on. There's something really corrupt going on here and something crazy. And so all these empty promises from the other side that still are not being fulfilled on any real level, but yet uh, what it really boils down to is she made promises to people of uh, large sums of money you know, I'm going to give you this. I'll make sure you get that. I make sure you get this. And we know this because those people keep showing up at the city council meetings asking for that asking money. For that money. Mm -hmm. Well, you promised you said this, you know, and it's so it's really strange how this woman, um, um, Andrea Alarcon, got elected in in the first place. But it should be by now obvious that uh, it was not the best choice. Erica, you're still the best choice. So you better be running again. <laughs> so all I can say, you better run again and better be ready because who knows, there just might be some type of interaction that removes her and puts you play in there anyways. But let me ask you this, because you have the Vine Refuge and you're helping many, many, many people. 
and and I can I can attest to this. This isn't just somebody coming here and talk about what they do or trying to paint this picture. I've I n actually know some of the young ladies that Erica has been able to help and and help she has. Uh, lives have been restored because of the Vine Refuge and, and the work that Erica does. And I think I already know the answer to my question, but I want everybody else to hear. What do you, what can you bring um, to the table? Let's say, uh, let's say the elections are tomorrow and you're running. What can you promise everybody? What can you bring to the table? What, what, what puts, sets you apart from other people? My faith is, is the first thing I have to give glory to God for. Amen. Uh, because knowing that I could do something that it takes people degrees to do, um, I would never be able to say that on my own. And so knowing that if God put me in that position, he's going, he's going to get it done. Right. Um, and then I'm very familiar with the community. Um, I've been through abuse. I've been through, um, I mean, I suffered homelessness a couple of times, um, um, addictions. Um, I'm very familiar with the Hispanic community. Our uh, District 5 is mostly Hispanic, and they're married. A lot of them are married to truck drivers. A lot of them are married to men who are gone most of the day um so i can relate i'm very relatable i guess that's what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. i'm very relatable to the lives of of um the families in district five and when you're relatable people trust you and if people trust you then you feel more comfortable doing what you do and i actually care about um how things look like district five you you drive down a lot of all of it i hate to say it all of district five and it is a disaster mm. it looks like a slum yeah and um i i don't see culture I, I, when when i see what i see i don't see because there's a certain culture that lives there i don't see it like that right. i see that there's no hope yeah and so hopelessness brings filthiness and that's exactly what i see i don't see culture like most people do they they're stuck on culture and though i am hispanic and i relate to the hispanic community and i relate to a lot of um, what we go through and even the black community that lives there i can still relate to that because we're people right right um but um and all of that um is that i can bring hope I can bring hope because it's not coming from me. The resources that um, I would help bring, they don't come from me. I know, I know that I know they come from God. They come from his resources. And so I can't argue with that. And I, I don't see it. Um, I don't see that there is no hope. I, but I also understand that those that are over our city, it's, they're speaking curses they speak bad they they speak on what they see and because they speak on what they see especially her i've heard her um just bringing these people that are going to enable our community <clears throat> just by that action alone speaks highly of how she thinks about 
us because yeah. I live there. Right. And she thinks very little of District 5 while she goes and drives her fancy car to her fancy house. Right. And so to, for her, it's just a little step that she, a little step that she's using to get to a higher position because she did lose her high position back years ago when she was helping run the city of Los Angeles. And she's just trying to regain that. And I don't have any strings attached to my district. I don't have that. I'm not trying to get higher than anything. <clears throat> All I want is for a uh, solution, a strategy to be formed and actually get, um, get it done. And, and that's, I may not have the qualifications that most people think I need, but because I know strategy and I know how to execute it, I know that I'll be, I'll be a good candidate for that seat. Absolutely. So, um, cause, cause I, I again, I'm going to ask you a dumb question. I think I, <laughs> I already know the, I already know the answer to this to some degree, uh, just by knowing you and seeing what you've done with the Vine Refuge and, and, and that, uh, what you've been doing in your ministry, in your life, I call it a ministry, because uh, that's exactly what it is. But how, everything that you've learned with the, uh, the Vine Refuge and helping the people that, that you've been able to help, you know, that have come through your program and such, how does that, um, how can you use what you've learned there to to help your district. If you're in District 5 right now, what you've learned with the Vine Refuge, what can you do? How can you apply all of that to District 5 in Palmdale? So what I personally do in the Vine Refuge is I am a mentor. And um, a lot of people don't really understand. They just think counseling. A counselor uh, keeps people, or a, or a therapist, or a counselor, they keep people, they, they're trying to get people uh, to look back in their past and heal from it, mm -hmm. where a mentor tells you, uh, turn, don't, don't look back and let's move forward, right? right? And so because I have that uh, experience for many, many years, over a decade, um, I can do that with the city. And how? Because I happen to be sitting on, uh, because I would happen be happened to be sitting on the um, diocese on the uh, city council I would be a mentor to our uh, community and how can I be a mentor to the community well I get them to look forward to move forward forget what happened forget where we have been forget what let's move forward forget the pandemic forget that all that happened and let's move forward you're not stuck there um, and so I just believe that mentoring, that's the biggest takeaway, I, I believe. And knowing that um, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, um, is the same God that we serve today. And he's the same God that performed those miracles then, is the same God that's performing the miracles here. And so because I believe that, um, those are the things that I learned uh, from the Vine Refuge that I can bring to the city count, to my district. Absolutely. And and also being, excuse me, but also uh, being a, men a mentor and a, to my colleagues because that's what, there's so much division within themselves that um, no one's mentoring each other. No one is, hey, we got this. There is absolute, I mean, it's all backstabbing nonsense. Yeah. 
And it's all because we're not all on the same page. And just by being on the city council, I understand because of what I see with my physical eyes that you don't all have to be in agreement with 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 everything, but in your disagreements, agree and and move forward, find a strategy. And so that's where I think that they are, they're shooting themselves in the foot. I totally agree. Yeah. Like I said, that position was robbed from you. You would have made a, you will, will make a phenomenal, just not candidate, but uh, you will do a great job on that seat. Because we're seeing as we're, we're talking even now that um, it, the job's not getting done. No. But I hate to do this. We have to wrap yes. this up because Natalie Paints, ladies and gentlemen, you can look her up, Natalie Paints is taking over the coffee shop. She does this every Friday and, and, and for good cause. She teaches a painting class. But I wanted to get Erica on here to introduce her and we will have her back on here again very, very, very soon because I want all of you to also hear how you can support Erica Alverdi and the Vine Refuge we'll talk about that more but i will have some a link in the description for this particular episode where you can contact her and get more information thank you so much well, thank you and this i appreciate awesome. you uh coming on here totally last minute totally totally <laughs> but we're going to do this again real soon okay. god bless you all thank you for choosing table flippers podcast to find our merchandise page go to gwcclancaster.org then find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and it'll take you right there. Until next time, have a fantastic day. Say goodbye, Chippy. Goodbye!